This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to a special series here on the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast called She is Uncompromising. Women are constantly told to sacrifice ambition in order to have the rich family life that we all deserve. That's a lie. When we quietly accept this lie, we kill an important part of ourselves and our destiny. We compromise who we are until we end up unhappy and failing to fulfill God's plan for our life. Total life success means the baby and the business, the thriving marriage and the growing company, purpose and profit, destiny and dedication to the path that is predestined for you. It's whatever makes you happy, whole and fulfilled. My latest book, She is Uncompromising, reveals the hard-won lessons and spiritual truths that can help all women take control of their lives. 
It's filled with poignant scriptures, intimate stories, practical exercises, and it's a must-have blueprint for building an unbreakable foundation of faith, family, and abundance. You can grab your copy today at tatumtamia.com book or click the link in the show notes. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with people who exemplify this same message by being uncompromising in their own life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is our series called She is Uncompromising. As you guys know, I put out my book uh, this year or last year called She is Uncompromising, A Christian Woman's Guide to Mastering Motherhood, Faith, and Everything in Between. And so that book, the theme is just refusing to settle. And I wanted to do this uh, this series on the podcast because I wanted to sit down and talk to people who exemplify being uncompromising, people who've inspired me, who I've been able to glean from by their resilience and their co- consistency and persistence for to go after everything that God has for them. And so, of course, I had to have Miss Della Major here on the podcast because Della is a client anchored medias and i feel like it's been almost a year that we've yeah, worked together yeah has and been. your resilience is something that i completely admire like of course i know your story because of your podcast and your book but seeing it beyond the pages and beyond the show and seeing it in how you know health challenges come up but you still persevere to get the podcast out you know things may happen but the book still got done So you just, I've just watched you never fold from anything that has happened. And I I knew you would be one of the the ones I wanted to have on this series. So before we get into your story a bit, just tell people who you are and and a little bit about what you do. Well, my name is Coach Della Major and I am a elder, a minister at my church. Um, I... uh, I'm a teacher by trade. Uh, currently, right now, I'm the Christian Ed Director at my ministry. Uh, I've been doing a lot of t- uh, training and teaching for several years. Um, you know, I like to say that I'm a thriver and not just a survivor. But then I call myself my I call myself the sister friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm an entrepreneur uh, in, in in this right, and uh, I'm just this type of person that's just right there. I'm your girl from a from another mother. Uh, you know, if I I can just say that, Um, you know, I am an advocate. I do go around. I do speak, uh, inspirational speaker, share a lot about my journey, my story. But then at the same time, my uh, passion is empowerment and it's about really helping uh, other women like me who've gone through life changing and tragedies and situations to know that they can overcome and to help them to maximize their full potential. So, yeah. Nice. And so you have this brand from Triggered to Transform. So it's a podcast, it's a book. So yeah. tell us about this brand and how did it come about? Well, you know, um, since 2004, um, I found a little bit that I was having some health challenges. But at that time, I sort of kind of ignored it because I wasn't thinking nothing was going on. And it was at the same time when um, my mother, um, we found out about her diagnosis of um lung cancer. And uh, then in 2007, um, 
I was like a, a director for after school program. And uh, I was in my classroom instructing um, my students and I literally passed out, passed out right in front of them. And, you know, I uh, contributed to me just overworking, um, just so tired and fatigued. But the next day, I barely was able to get out of the bed. I'm very thankful that I had a friend who was an educator and she happened to be off. And so she came and took me uh, to the hospital. And, you know, when you don't have good quality health care, you know, you go to the local county systems. And so uh, being there and next thing you know, they rushed me to the ER room. And um, I found out that I had something called lupus nephritis, which is um, lupus that was is an autoimmune disease that was at that particular time attacking my kidneys and also attacking the areas of my heart. And, um, you know, through a kidney biopsy, I found out that I had kidney failure. And for several years, um, you know, I was battling with it and dealing with just that major health challenge. And then in 2007, um, uh, here I am trying to get my life back on track and the husband that I had, my ex-husband over 15 years of marriage, asked me for a divorce shortly right after I came out the hospital. And it was the trigger that like, I, I couldn't believe here it is. I'm thinking, you know, the person that vowed, you know, to death do a park and sickness and health, you know, when he took these vows that should be there, help me through this journey now was trying to ask me, for divorce. And so it was the trigger that helped me to really realize I put so much emphasis in being the Christian mom, the Christian woman, the Christian wife, uh, to the point that now, who am I? You know, it was a loss of my identity. And so um, I started this journey. Uh, I realized that, you know, I lost myself, you know, my thrive, who I was. And so it was the, uh, what you might say, the trigger that started me on a journey of discovering who I am, discovering what my passions are, and discovering the oil and the anointing that God had given unto me uh, as a woman, you know, to do this. And so uh, for Trigger to Transform uh, came through that journey uh, of me really figuring out who I am, uh, learning to maximize my full potential, and just really uh, being transformed into the, the person that I knew that God called me to be. I knew that I had a uh, a purpose, uh, a calling on my life, and the Lord was um, showing me through that every step of the way. So I had to overcome five specific areas of my life, and that was my mindset, my health, my finances, relationship, and my faith, because you would think me being so rooted in the word of God that I should be able to be so quick to come overcome, but that wasn't so, you know, just because you are a Christian doesn't mean that you're not going to go through the pressures or the trials and tribulations of life. And so uh, that transformation stage affected all the five of those areas. And so I realized that there was, and I was 42 years old at that time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I had to start doing dialysis. And so, you know, I realized that, you know, there was other women out there like me who got to the season of their life, you know, 15 years of marriage, you thought everything was going great. And then this happened. Um, and then now it's like, what am I going to do? Who am I? And so um, I realized that when God brought me through this, it was not for me just to just be recovered. It was to, for me to help other women who just like me, who lost themselves into either relationship, man or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, letting them know, hey, you got something to offer into this world. And so um, a phrase came to me. Uh, as I was thinking about all this, and I said, hey, a broken crayon still colors. 
So a broken woman still have something to offer to the world. And it started this journey of um, me trying to really empower uh, other women who was my age and, and older, uh, letting them know, look, you still got something to offer into this world. You know, mm -hmm. you might have been triggered, but what is that trigger now? Use that trigger point as the transformation point in your life to help you to, to be empowered, to help you to, you know, have purpose and to really go forth and do what you've been originally uh, called to do. And throughout this journey, I realized that I married somebody who was not whole. I married somebody who themselves didn't understand who they were. And so this whole concept from trigger to transform is it took that, that divorce, you know, uh, and that crisis to, for me to start really taking a pause and start redefining who I am. And so that's what I'm doing now um, through this um, whole brand is helping other women, you know, to develop their recovery plan so that they can know that they too, you know, can maximize their God-given potential and to really tap into who they've been truly called to be and not just survive, but to thrive. Man, I want to go back to that first instance because you you said some major life changes back to back, mm -hmm. health crisis as well as a divorce. Yeah, and I could only imagine the level of devastation that you felt. Right? How did you get to the point where you were able to build and take the steps to build your life and not get consumed? by those emotions or did you take some time to feel the feels because a lot of women they find themselves and you know i've had various experiences myself where we find ourselves in just this state of like god i didn't expect this to happen to me or why did i have to go through this we start questioning and you get frustrated and you feel like did i do something wrong did i you know did i mess up somewhere along the way like these are real emotions that we face when we go through things did you deal with that? And like, how did you build yourself or, uh, or pull yourself out of that space? You know, not only did I deal with it, you know, the pressures of it, it's like, you know, I knew that uh, something was happening. Uh, it was to the point that I was so numb and so out of it that it took my oldest daughter to really um, start actually in some sense, take my role. Um, and I said like that because, you know, I had to surrender my home. I had to sell my house uh, because I had the resources now was not there. Um, you know, I had to find a new place to stay. And I, I was just so out of it to the point that she had to take the position of finding us a place to stay, of just telling me, mom, you're going to be okay. And, you know, even though you hear those words, from especially somebody like your child, you don't see it because now I'm, you know, dealing with the fact that I had no money. Um, you know, I had this health crisis. My mother was ill. Um, then I had no place to stay. All of this was going through. And then I was asking God, why? Why, why was I going through this? You know, what, what is it that, you know, that caused me to have to be, you know, really to be pushed through this. And, um, you know, it was my breaking point. And, um, you know, like I said, one day I literally, it was that that was small, still voice as I was reading the word of God. And God says, try me and I will give you rest. And, you know, it was just that moment of me really having a Hezekiah moment because I had to deal with, you know, uh, congestion heart failure complications throughout my health challenges. And, 
it was that moment of breaking that I kept saying, God, if you just give me another chance, you know, mm-hmm. give me that second chance, whatever you tell me to do, I would do whatever you tell me to say, I would say, whatever you tell me to go, I would go. And uh, then I started to really hear in the word of God that I was beautifully and wonderfully made. It was something about those words that resonated with me. And then, um, you know, it took me back to that it wasn't just my divorce. This actually, this journey started back when I was 10 years old because at 10, my mother, uh, you know, I had lost a sister uh, to SIDS and my mother uh, just really tick-tocked out. And so I always references that I went from 10 to 18. I went to like a, a kid losing my youth to a, um, a, a young adult because my mother stopped. And understanding that this journey that I was going on was not something that just happened. It was something that happened back then because at the age of 15, I couldn't deal with those pressures and I tried to commit suicide then. And mm-hmm. I was failed at the attempt. And um, and I was feeling those same feelings, you know, again, after my divorce. And it was just something on the inside of me that just resonated because I heard this woman that was sitting, because I was doing dialysis and I heard this woman that was sitting um, two chairs over me crying out loud, saying, God, take my life, take my life. And mm-hmm. she was done and she was over with. It was just something about her saying it out loud what I was feeling on the inside. And that's where it kicked in. That resolve that's on the inside, the fighter fight kicked in. And I just turned to her and said, hey, no, we're going to get over this. We're going to make this. And from that encounter, I started to one, you know, put in the tools to understand what I was going on health-wise. Then the second phase was, okay, what can I do to really take back my life? And so I started pacing affirmations all around my house, uh, the apartment that I lived in, you might as well say. And I would read these affirmations daily. And it was like giving me some resolve to let me know that I got purpose. And not only reading my affirmations, reading what the word of God says. And from there, that's when, you know, God just took me through a journey of rebuilding. And I started learning about financial management. So I started, you know, putting these small things into play and building up my finances. And then each it was like stage by stage, mindset, what did the word say? Health, do what the doctors say, you know, relationship, surround myself around with positive people, get rid of negativity. You know, each one of those pillars, finances, just start doing a budget. And I found that taking those little steps one by one helped build up this platform that I'm doing now. And um, and it really was all encompasses into one. But I realized that God took me through all of those phases so that I will be able to carry out what the Luke 4 and 18 says, that he's anointed me to be able to, um, you know, empower those who've been downtrodden, bring sight to the blind, those who've been, um, you know, lacking help, knowing that they too can be healed. Because uh, they kept telling me I would never get a kidney transplant. And here, I am a walking miracle. In 2019, you know, I just knew that was going to be a year I get transplanted. And everything that I decreed, I said in June, I was going to be knowing what I need to do. July, I was going to be waitlisted. August, I was going to get my kidney. And it happened exactly like that. And so that lets me know the power of words. When you begin to speak out and you stand firm on the words, it's an activation of your faith. And so God took me through that to be 
an example of what you said when we started off with the show, resiliency, be an example of when you stand firm on those resolves and you activate that faith, then those things shall come to pass. And so right now my resolve is in spite of, I go through anything because he's already showed me the plan. He showed me the process. And because I understand the process, you know, now I do the same thing for me now, currently when I have medical challenges, you know, hey, he done brought me from what I thought was the worst. So if he brought me from the worst, surely I could get through that. And I don't know if you can see the back of my uh, wall, you see it has purpose, positivity, and passion. And that's what all that represents to me. I'm about, I'm a creator and I use my power and my words to empower. And so that's what I do. I love that. And what I'm hearing is that you know, in this situation and in the various situations over the years, there was a reality that you were placed in, but there was a commitment to building a reality that was in alignment with what God said. And I think that is so necessary for all of us as we go through things. And that's where the transformation comes from, because we all have triggers that happen, these events that set off whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in order for, we have to put the work in, in order to yes. build a reality yes. that lines up with yes. this word that we, that we read and, and understand and agree with and the God that we serve. But it, it really takes faith. Like you said, activating that faith. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to. I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. 
Now listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. And I want to go back to you building your faith. Were you always a Christian? Did you go up, grow up in church? Like, how did you build this level of faith? Girl, I was a straight thug in the street. <laughs> I can tell because I know was necessary. Oh my gosh! No, uh, you know what? I did not grow up, and I, you know, I live here in Chicago. I live in the south suburb area now in Chicago, but I grew up in the inner city, uh, what we call the West Side. And a lot of people who have ever been to Chicago, they always say the West Side is that side that nobody want to go on. And so, you know, I grew up in a uh, community, you know, low income community area, you know, uh, where a lot of people will write off, um, write off the that community or the individuals that stay in there. So I had to learn how to handle myself, you know, more so in the streets because of that. And, you know, you built up what we say the streetwise or that street knowledge. But I also had a twofold because, you know, even though I might have ran those streets, I am a little bit, uh, I think I, I'm an educator, you know, I'm a little smarty. You know, I'm one of those dangerous people, the ones that think, you know, the ones that got that ability to think and put things into play. So, um, you know, I had a friend, uh, now she eventually wound up becoming my cousin because of the fact, you know, through marriage. But, um, you know, my auntie, she tried to raise me as a Jehovah Witness. That was not my thing. You know, I wasn't trying to feel that. Uh, then my cousin now, um, I went to her church, which was a Baptist church. And, you know, I the only reason why I stayed there was them is because they was had good food at 3 30 and eat. I could be able to eat and then I could have fun and play you know with all the other kids but you know that was not uh, my rooted ground so I ran the streets for quite a long time and I always say that my Christian journey is because of the fact I'm like Paul in Damascus you know I was out there God came after me and literally you know I was out there doing my thing and it's just something on the inside of me just one day didn't want to um pursue after those uh things anymore and I asked God if he can help me I didn't have no sense of it but I just knew it was a higher power and I just said I didn't want to do it anymore and uh literally you know when you when you have that desire not to do something I just felt the peace of God 
um, uh, come over me and, you know, that still voice told me to, you know, get up, wrap a comforter around me. And they said that moment, I would never do it again. And so I always say my Christian journey didn't start in a church. It came right in my house while I lived there on the West side. And from there, it was a trans, once again, another transforming moment, because even from that journey, you know, my first time I opened up the Bible, it had dust on it and everything. But when I opened it up, it, was, it fell on Psalms um, 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it's from that journey that I started noticing that, you know, they were always asked me to teach, you know, in the women's Sunday school. And I had this passion that where I didn't understand the King James. Now it was making sense to me. So I always tell people when you have purpose, you know, when it's your time, God is going to come after you. And that's what he did. He came after me, pulled me from those streets. And from there, you know, I had this strong passion to be in the word of God and the transformation from the word manifest to the external. And now, like I was rolling, riding hard in the streets. Now I ride hard for the Lord. And those who know me um, back then, they saw the transformation and they was like, it's something different about you. And so it's funny that the friends that you grew up with, now they want you to succeed because now they're seeing something in you that they want to pursue after. And so uh, I guess I've always had this leader um, ability inside of me. A lot of people always followed. And so it was um, my training ground. And so now, you know, I teach the word of God. Um, like I said, I'm a, a leader. And then, you know, at the same time, I know that I'm an elder in my church and, and that's all I do. Um, so I didn't grow up, but at the same time, I'm sold out, 100% sold out. You know, going through my transformation process and the pressures now give me, let me know, nobody can take this away from me because God himself took me through my journey. And I wrote that in my book from Trigger to Transform. You know, I now understand I had to go through all of those processes in order for me to be able to make the impact that I'm making now, not only through my podcast, but just through my, uh, my teaching. And for those who I've been called to affect and who I've been called to influence. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so wonderful hearing your story. And what I'm thinking about just now with you being an elder in your church, with you and uh, being a coach and the, the way that you're in a leadership position, not just in the church, but in the world as well. Mm -hmm. How are you able to continue to, because life still happens, right? Yeah. I, I think. Yeah something that happens once you become a leader is that sometimes people forget that you're human too that yeah. the same god that you're telling and teaching them about you also desperately need yeah and i don't think it's discussed enough how you continue to build your your faith and build yourself up as you're pouring out to others so you know i, I mentioned earlier about the health challenges that you've gone through since mm -hmm. we've been working together so how do you continue to build your faith and fill you up while pouring out in all of these different spaces? Two phases. One, the very first phase was I, I had to get a therapist. Mm -hmm. I am a supporter of a therapist, uh, especially a Christian therapist. And I must say uh, my therapist now, and I still, I mean, I, I still have her and I talk to her every other week. Um, you know, she helped me because of the fact that sometimes you just said what you said you serve so much from your cup that you give, then you become empty. 
And that's what had happened. I went through that phase um, back in 2018 that I had poured and I poured and I poured so much from my cup that when I tapped empty, it was no pouring back into me. And I actually cracked. I actually broke. It was to the point I didn't even want to, I didn't want nobody to come to me, talk to me about no Jesus. I didn't want nobody to talk to me about no word, anything, because what you just said is so key. In spite of the fact that I'm helping you, not only was I a patient, I had the health challenges, you know, I myself am a person. That means I desire companionship. I desire, you know, uh, to have somebody that if I'm going through the pressures of life and the stresses to talk to, and that was taken away from me. You know, I never say I'm single. I say I'm a wife that's now living as a single person. You know, I was married for 15 years. So that that grief of that disconnect had overwhelmed me, um, you know, in 2018, you know, because I was right before I had the uh, kidney transplant. And it was just so much. My mindset was uh, really being challenged because it's like, who can I talk to that's going to understand what I'm going through? I can't talk to my girls. My girls is now trying to make sure that their parent they only live in parent that's actively in their life because their fathers is not in their in their life. You know, it's going through this challenge, and so uh, I realized that as much as I was strong and studying the Word of God and I believe in God, I had to get help. And mm -hmm. so I went and um, you know just happened to be a, a one of my accountability uh, friends. She was seeing a Christian therapist, and I was like listening to her and she said yeah she wants me to bring in all of you you know because it's part of my process therapy process so you know i'm telling me on a session with her you know because it's part of her process and i wind up leaving with a therapist uh, <laughs> you know because you know she impacted me so much and so that was the best investment that i made and it's been the best investment for me to retain because sometimes you need to have somebody who one is not as close to you, but who is not only sound in the word of God to me, but also who is wise in wisdom, you know, to be able to help you to see a bigger picture that you might not be seeing because you're going through it. And so that's what she's been doing, helping me to see, you know, the bigger picture, the foundation root of everything, taking me back to when I was that 10 year old girl up into the woman that I am now and helping me to realize I can't pour out from my cup. I got to pour from my saucer. My cup got to stay full. And as long as my cup is full, I'm going to be able to pour out and be able to give to someone. Why? Because it's overflowing. And when it's overflowing, my cup overflowing. Thank you, God. Oh, I just feel the presence of the Lord. When my cup is overflowing, then I'm able to continue to do this work that what he's called me to do. And that's what she helped me to be. And so I, myself, I support Christian therapists. I support any leader to definitely, if you get to that breaking point, talk to someone. Don't sit there and think that you got it all. No, once in a while, we ourselves need to get it out. And then it's exactly what you just said. I had to, she helped me to take the time to get filled. You know, there's moments in which instead of me pouring, 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 I need to stop so that I can go and get ministered to and get filled up. 
And so that's what I started doing. I started taking time, the vacations, uh, you know, enjoying life. And then I started going to uh, seminars that's going to empower me so that I can continue to empower others. And so when I realized that everything has its place and those balances got to be it, I had to begin to set boundaries. And as a coach, you know, you can give so much because you're so passionate, but you still got to have boundaries. And so I started to learn. Um, she helped me to learn about setting those boundaries, setting that moment and space and time where I can disconnect and get my cup filled up so that instead of me serving people from my cup, I'm now serving them from my sauce. That's good. I love that. Serve them from your salsa. That's good. Mm -hmm. I don't even be having no salsa with my cups. That's the problem. (laughs) 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 Did you ever feel guilty? You know, especially when we do things for God, I feel like it, it, you can easily feel guilty if you're having those boundaries and telling Mm -hmm. people no. And I know something I tell myself all the time and I remind other people is I'm not God. I can have the boundary and say no, because I'm not your answer. I may, you know, be able to communicate and help you, but I am not your solution. So it's okay. God could use somebody else the same way he uses me. But sometimes we get so guilty having that in these faith spaces. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, Tatum, just by what you just said is exactly it. Yes, I had. And that was another thing that she had to help me with because I was like, you know, but he called me to do this. This is part of my purpose. This is my anointing. Surely that, you know, come on. She's like, who are you? See, you try to make God be a normal, natural being. No, he is God supreme. He's Elohim. You can't do what he do, baby. She says it to me all the time. She's like, you got to get yourself together, boo. And when when she does that, I realize that. And it's exactly what you just said you know all you can do is offer you know what god gives you as a suggestion but you said something very key you're not the solutionist he is the solutionist Mm -hmm. he just gives us the wisdom and the insight just to share but it's up to them to activate to process and them to really move forward it's Mm -hmm. forward momentum part of the things that you know um part of my uh brand that i'm i'm doing is this is uh uh, webinar series that I'm going to be doing. It's called Empower You. And Empower You is really all about giving you the tools to empower yourself, that you're going to be able to take back your authority and be able to inspire and do what you got to do because people cannot be your one-stop all. Then if I'm if I'm the one doing your work, then I'm actually trying to say I'm God. And like you said, I am not God. And so it got to be boundaries because it's easy for someone to latch on to you, especially when things are happening good for them and they feel in this positivity. Oh, every time you say, oh, you know how to get a prayer through. Oh, man, when I'm around you, God, I just feel uh, I just so glad. No, what are you going to do for yourself? You know, we do that with our children. We tell our children, no, come on, you get on up. You can do it. You can make it. That's what we're about. We have to just give them the tools and it's up to them to activate. And I realized I can't put on their burden. And that's what I was doing because I felt something and I'm, you know, I'm compassionate and I feel for God's people and I feel for people just in general. But I realized I can't, you know. What happened? I'm putting on that burden on me. God didn't tell me to do that. He said, put my yoke on you because my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Not for me to take on somebody else's. No. Mm -hmm. Our job, even as a teacher, is to help you to discover yourself 
discover those tools that you need that's going to help you to define and activate what's in you. That's mm -hmm. my job as a coach. My coach, can you see a coach going out there trying to play the quarterback, trying to play mm -hmm. the running back, trying to play, you know, the the the, the center back? No. A coach mm -hmm. gives the play gives the players a playbook mm -hmm. and it's up to the players to read the book and activate the plays. Mm -hmm. That's what I had to learn. I can't be a be all a Johnny Carlo. I can't be, you know, everybody's Wonder Woman. So I had to set those boundaries. I'm a coach. My job is to coach you, to inspire you, to activate you. You it's up to you to carry out the play, baby. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. So tell us about the book and the podcast before we wrap up. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Um, uh, last year, uh, in 2021. Uh, I just felt the, you know, the words just start coming out. God just giving me the words. And and I was like, oh, okay. It's like, it's time for you to write the book. I'm like, okay, write a book. You know, I didn't even know what it was going to be called originally. But I saw myself sitting down writing the story. Um, not only just writing the story of my journey, my transformation journey, but it was a story of, you know, just giving wisdom and godly insight. And so it was just apropos that God called it from trigger to transform because it was a self-discovery uh, journey of self-discovery and purpose. And so I realized that what he was doing is allowing me to share my journey and to share my story, but then at the same time, use it as a tool guide, as something where it's just not the same traditional book that you read. It's not a memoir. The whole purpose of it is that you hear about somebody's journey, but then take away the tools that you too can become resilient. You too can find out who you are. And from there and working with you guys um, through the podcast retreat, I'm telling you, if you have not joined, you know, Bless and Boston podcast retreat, you need to get on that. Uh, I had to throw that plug out there, Tatum, because- Anchor Media. Yeah, Anchor Media, that's right. I had to throw that out there because it was going through that um, retreat um, uh, that helped me to realize that um, this is what I've been called to do is to share, to inspire, and then to help uh, others who's out there that will be listening to let them know that, you know, you too can overcome. And so, you know, it's just so apropos that the podcast, when we came up with the name from Trigger to Transform, was just really the root beginning of the book. And it all ties into the story, the journey, and then now the purpose, the cause. And so um, the book and the, the podcast is all tied into the passion and the, the purpose for which I've been called to do. And that is to uh, empower and to uh, inspire other, other women like me who might think that their life is over to let them know you still have value. You still have something to offer and to really give them the tool set and uh, to be able to, you know, be not only resilient, but to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive. So that's the uh, purpose behind both, actually. Yeah. Yes. And we'll put the link in the show notes for the podcast, for the book and everything for those of you guys who want Della to be your coach, because as you can see, her energy is just contagious. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need a coach and someone yeah. to really just help you start over and rebuild and transform your life. Like we're going to make sure you get her information. Yeah. <laughs> Della, yeah. thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. 
you know, Tatum, I love it. And, you know, as we continue our journey together and this journey, I'm really looking forward to uh, all things, what's going to happen and uh, where this is, this platform is going to go. And so I thank you for allowing me to come on and just share a little bit of my nuggets. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.